1: Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague on Demand, a Service Patriots podcast.
0: Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at ServicePatriots.com slash the fan. Bowl
1: games. Garber's going to air it out. Down the right sideline. Caught. J. Michael it in the end zone. Touchdown UCLA. Pouring it on Boise State in the second half. Playoffs.
2: It's the most special, and mostly the players. They get to feel what it's like. To be a champion. It's a beautiful, wonderful thing. This is a College Bowl Week edition of Dirt and Spray.
0: Brought to you by Moz PDX. The future of building is here. Online at mozpdx.com.
2: Dirt and Spray on 1080. More would be better. (laughs) The Fan. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's our three days of uh, filling in for Dirt and Spray. It's been flying by. It's been an absolute blast. Uh, Much appreciation to Will Ortner for joining me. Uh, If you're just joining the program, I am Luke Anderson. We will do a regularly scheduled Sinner and Saint tomorrow. Uh, We're going to kind of make that a year-end show, so we'll do a lot of uh, you know best-of lists radio. We probably won't get to anything we want to get to, but that's kind of our plan. Um, But I'll let you do some teases maybe later in this hour, Mr. Orton, if you've got some favorite moments of 2023 as we get ready to flip the calendar. Of course, you've done every single show
1: on this uh, station this week, haven't you? Uh, yeah, at one point, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, you know me. I just I just say yes. <laughs> yeah, whatever you need, guys. Yeah, I'll be here. I'll, I'll, I'll be hanging around. I'm doing my Jay Leno. Like, don't worry, Conan. I'll, I'll be right here at 10. You know
2: Leno used to show up, uh do his show, and then fly somewhere around the country and do stand-up
1: at night? No, I just oh. figured he did it in New York. Because they're all old stand-up guys, right? Like Letterman, Leno, uh yeah. Stern. Uh, Stern, I don't
2: think. Was a stand up guy. No, no, Stern was a radio guy. I think his dad was in radio and he started as a teenager on air. Oh. Uh, So Stern, not a uh, radio guy.
1: So they all knew each other. So I just figured.
2: Yeah, Letterman uh, started in uh, radio and local television and then he went out to New York or went out to LA and did stand up. And then he he went into TV pretty quickly. He went into TV hosting pretty quickly. And then Leno was a stand up, the stand up stand up. And he was uh, he was he ended up being a guest host on the Tonight Show. But he kept doing stand up after he had the Tonight Show. So he would go and do the entire Tonight Show, get it recorded, and then fly out somewhere after the show and go do a stand up gig.
1: So that's some work ethic. I want to go and read the book
2: because there's a book about. The, the late night wars. Yeah. I read. I read the book on Letterman, which was actually kind of disappointing because I've always loved Letterman, but he was apparently very difficult to work with and kind of a pain in the ass. Does
1: that shock you though? Like, no, but it was way his comedy was built.
2: Yeah, no, it does. It it doesn't, but at the same time, they they got they they kind of went through the progress process of how he got to be uh, my favorite version of Letterman, which the the one that I remember was the one where it was just him, where it felt like everything was off the cuff. And he was yeah. just relaxed, and the interviews were always great, and he never took himself too seriously and all of that. So I wasn't, I didn't know much about the early Letterman, like in the 80s. I didn't stay up and mm-hmm. watch the late, late, sh- or I guess it was the um, the late show. Yeah, right? Yeah. Or the after show? Yeah, it was, yeah, whatever they call the it. One
1: after, uh, yeah, the one after Carson.
2: Yeah, it was the spot that, that Conan took over. Um, right. So um, anyway, mm-hmm. so reading that part of it was, that he was kind of unbearable. But he had a really good team around him and didn't give them enough credit. And the book does a good job of kind of highlighting what it took to create David Letterman. Then he had the the quadruple bypass or whatever it was. And then he's like, you know what, I'm just going to show up and just do my show. And he had enough cachet at that point that he could basically do that. And that was the whatever.
1: Letterman that I really liked. Yeah, see, that, I, I never really watched Letterman. Yeah. I, I've seen clips. I've gone back. Well, yeah, he was and... done by the time you were in middle school. Uh, high school, maybe. Okay. But still. Yeah, no, because he was still going. I I just remember him, like, attacking Jay Leno. Like, Conan was the first where he was big on, like, YouTube. He would put a lot of his clips on YouTube, and so that's how I watched. I never would stay up, or if I was up, I was watching something else. Yeah, But I used to watch a lot of the old, like, the... Cussing dog that Conan had. <laughs> oh, uh, you mean Triumph the Insult Comic <laughs> Yes, dog. Triumph. uh That's a Rob Smigel bit, which is fantastic. So so yeah. funny. And then like some of the interviews that Conan would oh, have, yeah, sure. I thought they were funny. And then that led into seeing Letterman and Stern. And I just never found Leno funny. Like the clips Leno? that I did see of Leno. Oh I, yeah, because I was he like, wasn't eh. funny. Well, the, the, here's the other thing too, oh, though is
2: What's that? He was whatever to me. Well yeah. Well I, I, I was never a big Leno fan either. Um, I actually don't mind some of his like old stand up and stuff. And he was he was good and he was you can see why they went that direction. Right. But the the thing for for Conan is it's funny that you say you consumed him uh, through YouTube yeah because he was kind of the one that ushered in the modern era of the the late night show but he had written for Saturday Night Live he mm-hmm. wrote for The Simpsons and he was mm-hmm. he was one of those guys that wrote bits and Letterman did bits in the 80s and they had their things but it was really his show ended up becoming a long-form talk show which right. did not translate really well into the youth. Uh, as it were and Letterman or Leno was kind of the same way where it was the monologue was just bulky and every writer in Hollywood had the number the fax machine in Burbank that they could send in jokes to and Leno would read them all right. and so that was always kind of the inside thing about that but uh, but yeah the late night wars it was Letterman just expected to be able to move right into Carson's spot and they didn't and then CBS gave him the record contract so there's always a plenty of spite there and mm-hmm. uh, Letterman was winning the war for a long time, and then it just kind of went back and forth. And now it's everything's clips. Yeah. Everything is what can you do for me on YouTube? What can you do for me the next morning? I don't watch any no. any of the, any of the shows, but every once in a while I'll catch like Kimmel does some good bits, and he does some, some stuff, mean that, tweets, and that whatever cracks else. me up. Yeah.
1: Um, but tuning into the show and oh, sitting there and watch one, I haven't I haven't no. done that in
2: a decade. And I and I
1: wouldn't and I wouldn't do it. No. Like I've never Fallon has some okay bits every once in a while. I think James Corden, he's the best at finding the games, although he's already said like he's pretty much done. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, because it just burns you out. Yep. Um uh, but like when it comes to those late night stuff, it's it's all about the clips now. It, yep. It, oh yeah. Kimmel, and they're all doing like Carpool Karaoke. That's the best thing Corden ever did because he can do that for the rest of time. Yeah. Sing a couple songs, show like what a good vocal range you have, be buddies with the musicians Mm -hmm. and then just kill it. Like Jimmy Kimmel did the exact same thing, but he had his kids in the car. Well, Seinfeld did, uh,
2: cars, uh, what is it? Coffee and cars with comedians or whatever it is. Comedians getting coffee or something like that. Yeah. Whatever it is Mm -hmm. in cars, but it was, but I mean, that's, a bit that turned into you know something that was kind of a viral sensation when it first came out, and then it turned into a show and whatever. And I've mm-hmm. I've never really sat down to watch it, but you mm-hmm. don't need a late night show
1: to do that, right? Well, between dude. two ferns, Zach well, Galifianakis, <laughs> yeah, which was funny or die. It's a great bit. It's yep. it's hilarious, and it and it works every single time. Uh, I don't know if it works every single time. I don't know, dude. Some of, <laughs> some of there's, some of them, but back they live in the on day. as
2: clips because you can go and watch them in two and a half minutes, and you know, right. it's just it's just the way comedy has changed. And yep. now we're on YouTube, and we're putting up whiteboards, and we're doing silly things. Yes, we are. So we're going to need to move your whiteboard. It's not. Uh,
1: it's not it's in just frame. a little too far away. Yeah, that's the only issue.
2: Well, that's easy. That's all. I brought you the stand. You can put yours right behind. Oh, you.
1: I have a stand. Yeah, you can get up and move it right oh, now. I didn't, wherever I'll wherever move you want it. My yeah, bad.
2: I'll yeah. Move you, it. you can do it right now. I can. I can fill the the thirty eight seconds it'll take you for to, for you to do that. I'll do it on the commercial. We're okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not worried. Well, I know, but then you won't be able to see exactly where it's framed. But you move it over, and you'll be able to get the, the shaky shake around. Um, right now,
1: I'm looking at the bowl schedule. Have you looked at the bowl schedule?
2: Do you, there's a lot of bowl games
1: left. Holy cow. Right. Well, it all gets squished because it all has to be done by the first. Yep. Except for the Fiesta Bowl for whatever reason. <laughs> uh, but you have to get it all done as quick as you possibly can, and so you're just going to get bombarded. I also think that they realize most people take this the Thursday, Friday, this week off. Yeah. So, it's like this is where you're going to get your most views, so this is where you want the bowl games, so. yeah,
2: so well, what I need to know from you, and uh yeah, I don't need the answer right now, outside of the playoffs, I mean, I think the oregon state game is is fun, but that's because we're you know we're all local, right, and Oregon State being the team left out. Joining the independent ranks early playing Notre Dame, right? So mm-hmm. um, that, to me, has a fair amount of uh, watchability to it. If I can mm-hmm. sneak away, I think, uh, you know, I'm sure the office will close early today and sneak out and be able to watch a, a fair amount of that game. Uh, but I want to know I, the two questions that I have for you. Right. What is the game that has the most potential to be a great game that you're that you're intrigued with of okay. all these bowl games? And uh, which sponsor or mascot has Any chance, any chance of contending with Pop-Tarts. So I need one to watch. I need one watch for the sponsor and the mascot. I need one to watch for the quality of the game.
1: Can you do that for me? I can do that. I think the mascot sponsor is... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
2: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: Going to be the hardest. Okay. Well,
2: I, I, you've got a little bit of time. You I can adjust that. your whiteboard. You can get it all figured out. We're talking uh, We're talking bowl. It's bowl week on Dirt and Sprague. Uh, we'll, we'll go through those games next. Uh, this is 1080 The Fan. Brought to you by Mods PDX. The future of building is here. On 1080 The Fan. All right, it's bowl week. No dirt, no Sprague. They're back next week. Don't worry. Fear not. Uh, if you have not uh, joined the YouTube channel, uh, Will and I trying to enhance it the best that we can for you, the viewers, uh, but this is a radio show, and if you want to join in and have the conversation with us, Vancouver Ford text line is the way to do it. All texts on the fan are via the Vancouver Ford text line. Your dollar goes further at Vancouver Ford. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale. Visit VancouverFord.com. Uh, Will making adjustments to uh, what he's got going on back there, trying to see if we can get it to work. Um, I don't know, Will, if you like the new, uh, the new setup that I've got here, but I did add a, uh, a photo for you or a, I'm sorry, a drawing for you, uh, over my you shoulder. You did. Uh, that's what I went with. I hope that you enjoy it. It's pretty uh, good drawing, dude. I do what I can. Uh, you have I to remember like I was a, a professional bit. artist for a long time. Uh, oh, that's right. So yeah, once upon a time, once upon a time I was talented. Now I just do this. Um, so, uh, what I'm looking at, uh, here is the games today. And I ask you for the best football game and the most likelihood of a uh, mascot being as entertaining or nearly as entertaining as the Pop-Tart?
1: Yeah, so do you want mascot first or do you want most entertaining game? I uh, Let's go with the most entertaining game and then we'll move to, uh, to the mascot. All right, so it's a cop-out. Totally understand that. I think the most entertaining game is Texas U-Dub. Well, no, no, but that's a, that's a playoff game. Playoff games don't count. That's so a I, bowl game. That is the Sugar Bowl. I understand that, but I told
2: you, not outside of the outside uh, of the playoff. Give me, I I need a reason to watch any of these games that are not like Georgia, Florida State should be entertaining, but I don't think anybody cares about that game.
1: Then it's it's then I'll probably go with the the Peach Bowl, Ole Miss at eleven, okay. Penn State at ten. You're not having any opt outs. Yeah. Or not as much as the other games. Another good, the Cotton Bowl tonight. That's going to be a good one as well because yeah. you've got Missouri, you've got Ohio State. They yeah, have but you've already one got the transfer
2: opt-out. portal. Yeah.
1: One key transfer okay. out is uh, McCord.
2: I think he this left. game matters a lot for Missouri. I don't know if it matters for Ohio State. See,
1: but that's why I went with Ole
2: Miss Penn State. Yeah, no, I think I think I that's tried to a, hedge
1: my bet a little bit.
2: Yeah, no, I think I think that's a good pick. I mean, uh, where where did your excitement level on Oregon State Notre Dame?
1: It's just not there. Yeah, it, uh, Jonathan Smith gone. Well, it's not out. O- it's not an offense to Oregon State Notre Dame. Like we talked about this. Yeah. uh I, I think it was yesterday. But it's like if it was a full strength Beaver team. Yep. Versus a full strength mm-hmm. Irish team, I'm all in. Yeah. Because in my brain, and this is an offense to Beaver fan. But right now, Notre Dame is a tier above you. Yep. Maybe two. But if you at full strength could go out and play them at full strength and you beat them and you beat them at a neutral site, I think that raises you up a tier. But I also think it makes you feel better about a season. In this season, Oregon State fans went in and they're like, we could play spoiler, and they yeah. got spoiled by WSU, UW, and Oregon. Now, Oregon and UW were supposed to be better than you, but you weren't supposed to lose to WSU. You yep. weren't supposed to lose to Arizona. Yep. And so I know that there's some disappointment, and it's even, you know, magnified by the fact that you have now lost your head coach, and you've yep. lost all your quarterbacks, and you've lost all these other <laughs> players. Oh, that's all your quarterbacks, all of them, but Ben Branson. Yeah, no, it's true. Right? So when I look at this game, if Oregon State wins. Like that's a cool story, but yeah. it doesn't do anything for you for next year. If yeah. the Irish go out and beat you like, okay, you you were supposed to lose. Your head, you don't even have your head coach who you just hired coaching in this bowl game. You have an interim. Yeah. Right? Yep. So, for me, I feel like Oregon State has just punted on this bowl game the minute that Bray said he wasn't going to be coaching in it, yeah, and so I'm kind of punting on it as well. It'll Fair be enough. cool. I'll tune in, or I'll I'll have a like an eye on it at the gym. But I'm not gonna like stop my workout to be like I got to make sure I watch all four quarters of yeah. this Tony yeah, the Tiger it, Sun Bowl. It's, it's not who
2: you were this year. It's not who you will be next year. No. It is just a kind of floating Oregon State beat. exhibition game. It very much is so. All right. Well, if if that's the game that you'd like to have, tell me why Penn State and Ole Miss has so much intrigue for you. Because I feel like these are two nearly top-tier teams, two teams that are knocking on the door of being right. top-tier, but Penn State is not as good as Michigan, not as good as Ohio State, Ole Miss. They've retained uh, Lane Kiffin, which right. which is really He's what you want. Bringing a bunch of guys to the SIP. Yeah. Having Lane Kiffin there, with what he's been through in his coaching journey—from the tarmac at USC to coaching with uh, Nick Saban to kind of being who he is now—I think that's a really good re-sign <laughs> extension, right? Uh, if if there if there ever is one in college football, because they've made it a good place for a good coach to stay. So
1: why why is it on the field the most important game for you? You have the or, least you have the least amount of opt-outs. Mm-hmm. You have the least amount of guys who have entered into the transfer portal. It's in 11 versus 10, which next year, it obviously won't be an 11 versus 10 playoff matchup, but these would both be playoff teams mm-hmm. next year. They're keeping most of their guys, Penn State, their quarterback, Aller. I want to see if he can start taking some strides forward because he's really the reason that they weren't able to beat Ohio State and Michigan this year. Their defense is good enough. To compete with Ohio State and Michigan. Their offense isn't. Yeah. And it could be if he takes a step forward. Because all year, all I heard from Penn State fans or national media is, Aller's the guy. Franklin yeah. finally has his guy. Aller's the guy. And then you see him in the games against Ohio State and Michigan. Aller's yeah. not the guy. I don't know what you're talking about. He yeah. just got his butt kicked. So can But he... he's the guy against Maryland. Right, right. <laughs> and he, Rutgers. He's, he's a guy against <laughs> Michigan and Ohio State. Yeah. So can he take that next step? And then with Ole Miss, you're getting a decent chunk of these guys back next year. Can Ole Miss go against a Nittany Lion defense that is one of the better defenses in college football? Can you go up and put up points? Because it seems like with Ole Miss, whenever you seem to get into that Georgia- Alabama, you know that big time game LSU. Depending on the year, they seem to lose that game for the mo- for the most part. Two losses
2: for Ole Miss this year are twenty four ten at Alabama mm-hmm. and 20, uh, 52-17 at Georgia. Those right. are their two losses, and they the, n- the Nittany Lions' two losses right. are twenty to twelve loss at Ohio State. And a 24-15 loss uh, at home against Michigan.
1: Right, and they, mean, they, these are two really good football teams. They're good football teams, and and Ole Miss they they beat LSU this year. Who yep. they weren't as good as LSU has typically been, but that's yep. still a pretty darn good team. Well, they have a Heisman Trophy winner on that team, and and they did a great job of limiting him. Did so they, what? Did they, they? Yep, beat LSU fifty five forty nine. Well, yep. maybe not so much limiting, but limiting him <laughs> at the last moment. <laughs> they did enough. Hey, that's you a, did the trick enough. is you do enough. So. Can this old miss team take the next step? Can they finally knock off yeah. a top ten team? Can they finally knock off, you know, or use this to build on them knocking off Alabama next year or knocking off Georgia? Yeah. So to me, that's the most interesting game. You've Two really good teams. With something to prove, mm-hmm.
2: Chick-fil-A, Peach Bowl. Uh that'll be played uh tomorrow nine AM
1: what a horrible
2: decision on the game time
1: (laughs) (laughs) right can we switch that one with the liberty oregon game
2: (laughs) (laughs) you're not excited about that get uh new year's day at 10 a.m 10 a.m not a great spot either i'm in here at eight yeah well you get wisconsin lsu uh at uh at nine o'clock ESPN 2 on uh, on the 1st. The 7-5 and five Wisconsin against 9-3 and three LSU. Not doing anything for you? Not at all.
1: Wisconsin's <laughs> got another year or two before the Dairy Raid takes over. The Dairy Raid. <laughs> That's what they're doing with yeah. Fickle. Yep, why not? Uh, all right,
2: well, tell me which one of these uh, mascots has the best chance at cannibalism or at entertainment for you. Dude, it's got
1: to be the cheese it? bowl <laughs> wheres it i got to figure out. I just saw it. Uh, the it?
2: Cheez-It bowl is a uh, New Year's Day game. That is uh, the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl, there you which is a
1: combination
2: of Cheez-Its and citrus.
1: Yeah, it's kind of gross.
2: Yeah, kind of doesn't do anything for me. But and you get those stupid uh you get those stupid cheese rolls that go out there. Right.
1: But you have the King Cheese. Last year the oh. mascot was King Cheese or Prince Cheese. Yeah. I want to see what's going on with uh you know King Cheese. All right. Is he is he nice to his uh Disciples, his subservience. Is, is he a good dude? That used to be a a Pac twelve game. The the yeah. bowl that the Cheez It sponsored, yeah, Not the anymore. Hmm. Well, I think they sponsored like a lower tier. It was like the yeah. Cheez It Las Vegas Bowl. Well, yeah. they've stepped up. Where is the uh, did the, did the Gronk bowl get played yet already? The Los Angeles bowl. Yeah, that was like the first one. Was it? Uh, yeah. Why do they always have? Like Gronk or Jimmy Kimmel sponsor that. What's the deal know. with that? I don't know what the deal is with that. Um, they just but yeah. can't find a true sponsor? Well, I like
2: these two I like these two opponents uh, because I feel like uh, they are very overlooked, and they're playing in the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. What does Barstool do for Toledo, Wyoming? They have to make that fun, don't they? they
1: oh, yeah. I watched their bowl game last year. They, they do a whole thing, man, and it's on the CW this year, but they also— do it on their own network? Why do we Why did we I crack don't... the
2: CW so much? Like, CW is trying to get into local sports here, and it was such an offense that the Pac-12 might have to be on the CW. I kept asking everybody, I'm like, do you get the CW? Yeah.
1: You get Root Sports? No. Where would you rather have it be on? I like the C- And, you know, the CW, they've got great people over there. They've, it's, it's they have just, a good crew. It's it, fun. It's just fun. And they're getting into sports. The one—that's thing- what I mean. Like, if they, if they want to get into sports, do
2: you care what channel it is? If it's on your dial,
1: no, I don't. I don't. And they're easy to find. It's—I mean—they put out a quality program. The only thing that I'm interested in with this one is if you consume Barstool. Yeah, you know what Barstool is. Yeah, you can't say those things on the CW. So they—they so they have their own broadcast. Well, they last year Barstool yep, did it all themselves. It. it
2: says CW Network slash Barstool.
1: So that's my question: Like, are you are you going to be able to keep Portnoy and Big Cat from cussing? Are you like, and all the people? Or they, they do the alternate sideline? broadcast. See, and that's what I'm wondering. But then, if it's on the CW, so then if it's on the CW, you must have the CW people broadcasting. Yeah, that'd be my guess. So, that would make more sense to me because they do all kinds of wacky stuff. Like, instead of having a ball boy or like a dog go get the tea, they make some of their bigger employees run out in like (laughs) short shirts and short (laughs) pants uh, and go pick up. I think a guy tore his hamstring last year. Yeah, running oh to go get the uh, the tea. Yeah, and they they've got all kinds of other stuff that goes along with it that makes it uniquely them. Is that so. not the perfect matchup for it? Yeah, I, I don't know why, but Toledo,
2: Wyoming seems like perfect for that. Right, a small nobody... action, yeah. small Mountain West. It just fits. Yeah. All right. Well, you got a win-win there. Those are the those are the bowl games. Uh, I'm gonna we're, I'm gonna tomorrow the sinner and the saint will be kind of a year end review, but we're gonna we're gonna pick will ortner's brain and see uh the best worst other of uh 2023 so any big stories from the year any thoughts that you have share them on the vancouver Ford text line send them uh send us
0: t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours
2: yours, uh, and we'll go through those. You can also comment on YouTube, and we can take a look at those. Um, but, yeah, that's how we'll uh, kind of wrap up the show. We'll do a couple segments of uh, best Ooh. of 2023. Fun. We'll start that after this sports center update. Dirt and Sprague of the year. No dirt, no Sprague. It's Luke Anderson, Will Ortner. But as we kind of wrap things up, uh, this will be the last show you and I do together, unless you decide to show up tomorrow, which you're more than welcome to for the sinner and the Saint, as always. Uh, but, uh, it'll be Darkens and I, we're going to do our best of show tomorrow. Uh, it won't be a best of, it will be our best of the year, our worst of the year, our favorite moments of the year. Uh, but I don't know if you'll have an opportunity to do this with, uh, any of the other seven shows you're hosting today.
1: I'm not on any other shows.
2: Today. This is this the only is one. It. This is it. This is your last show of 2023. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is my last show of 2023. Uh, when did you start with the fan?
1: Uh, last. So, two Augusts ago. Two Augusts ago. Okay. Yeah. I think August 15th is my, what am I saying? 2022 15th, or 2021? 2022. 2022. Okay. Yeah. So, this is your first full year of the fan. Yep. First full okay. year.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations to you. It's been wonderful having you here. Appreciate the, it. The infusion of youth, much needed. All of us old men around here just yelling at the clouds. It uh, <laughs> was probably getting very old for our listeners. So, having uh, somebody young and dumb and uh, full of... New ideas uh, is oh. fantastic. So, uh, what's uh,
1: what's been the best part of your year at the fan? Uh, at the fan, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what. Um, I really enjoyed one getting to do all the shows with everybody. I really enjoyed getting to do the couple of remotes. Okay. That I've gotten to do, I really, I had a great time up at uh, the A&A, Getting yeah. to do the fan madness. That was fantastic, getting to do a couple shows up there with Dusty. And then uh, the great Will Darkins and I got to do a show from... Uh, Grillworks? Grillworks, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting out and seeing the people. That's right, getting to try chicken wings, dude. Some uh, some grill. You'd never tried chicken wings before? No, I I'm had, just... but their grills work, man.
2: Yeah. They yeah. Are fantastic. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, Those I enjoyed those. What were yours?
2: Uh, ooh, favorite uh, fan moments of the year? I don't know. My year, my twenty twenty three sucked. So we don't need to get into it too bad. Uh, we'll make this about you, young man. Um, I mean, I don't know. On the fan, I don't know. We had a, we had a lot of, um, you know, there was a lot of fun things to kind of cover and go in and out of. But like for me, I think the most this is oh, this will be year ten, twenty twenty four. It will be my tenth anniversary doing this show. So I think it's just kind of settling into part of it where having somebody like you come in and having different guest hosts and doing shows with Schultzy and doing, you know, different variations of kind of what we've done for a long time is, I think that's been my favorite part Mm -hmm. is, you know, at some point you kind of do get into a routine of it, but being able to kind of mix it up and appreciate it. And I I don't want to get, I was debating whether or not to get into everything that happened, you know, personally with my family and everything. Uh, mm-hmm. We lost my brother in February, but it's really made me kind of appreciate the opportunity that we have to have this platform. The listeners have been awesome. And so I think for me, I took a step back, took a fair amount of time off uh, when that happened, and then coming back and just realizing how much fun this job is, and then seeing it through uh, uh, some different perspectives has been awesome. So not only personally, but... Seeing you come in here just full of uh, fire and and passion for what you do. Um, you've been a fan of this radio station, if if I understand correctly, since elementary school.
1: Yeah. That's this wild, is, dude. It's awesome. I uh, used to listen to Cowherd with my dad on the way to school. And then I would listen back yeah. then. It was Furness and Souk. Yeah. And then I'd listen to R.O.P. and The M.O.P. on Saturdays. <laughs> That was when I yeah. was going to, like, soccer or yeah. basketball or football. So
2: we're going into 2024. At the start of 2014, we did The Hunt for the Host. I never listened to the station.
1: Dude, <laughs> I remember The Hunt for the Host and being super upset. That, that you were too young? I was too young. You had to be 18. I was so mad. At How like, old were you? Probably 14. Yeah. Well, wait, when was it? Uh, yeah, it, it was what 2014. Year? So you'd have been, what, 16? Yeah, 16. Yeah. <laughs> Fifteen or sixteen, depending on when it was. Ah, that should be mine. It could have been me. No, yeah. it couldn't have won. And now no, it, it is. Of.
2: And now it is. So yeah, it's been. Uh, it's certainly been a while. Uh, all right, what about your favorite sports moments of the year? Uh, you, I know you uh, enjoy a little bit of all sports. Football being your primary,
1: but what's your mm-hmm. favorite sports moments of the year? The hockey run for the Kraken. Yeah, that was fantastic, dude. You went. You went from a team that. Oh yeah, and your dad's, your dad and uncle are big hockey guys. Big, big hockey guys, and so that was fun, but. And I mean, obviously I was still at home at that point, not anymore, but being at home and getting to watch that uh, with my my dad and and my mom and my uncle being around and my grandpa's big hockey guy. So being around them, that made it fun because I I watched every single one of those playoff games with somebody. It was never a solo thing, but you had this team that. You know, it's their second year. You're not really expecting them to be that good. Their top goalie gets hurt. They have this no-name goalie who's been a journeyman. All of a sudden, he's having a really good year. Uh, Beneers, he jumps up, and he's having a fantastic rookie campaign. I believe he ended up winning the rookie of the year. And you just have this team that is full of a bunch of pretty decent, slightly above-average players. There's no true superstar And they find a way to get into the playoffs, so then you're happy. You're like, cool, they made it into the playoffs. Couldn't be more excited. They're going to play the defending Stanley Cup champions. They're playing the Avalanche. That team is just absolutely loaded. You finally get your star goalie back, and then all of a sudden – You win that series, and it goes seven games, and there's nothing better than a game seven in playoff hockey, and you find a way to get the job done. Then you're playing the Dallas Stars, and you don't win that series, but you went all the way to game seven in that one, and it never felt like there was a single game where you were blown out and it was done, and you just weren't supposed to be there, and it's this new thing. And I think not just for me, because I was already going to enjoy cracking hockey, but I think for a lot of fans of sports in the Pacific Northwest like finally you have a hockey team yep. where you have a reason to at least kind of care. Did you make it up to a game at all? I still have never no. been able to afford to get up to one. Maddie Benier's did win the Calder Trophy. He did win. Yep. And that's what I thought. I knew there was a guy in Dallas who was pretty good too, but to have that run this early in their franchise history, I think it's huge for growing the game out here. I love going to Winterhawk games. I went to Winterhawk games You know, with my grandpa, since I was a kid, I remember going and watching Ty Ratty and Seth Jones and Sven Barchi and cheering for uh, Matt Carruth in net. Like, I loved going to those games because my grandpa could take me and they were cheap and they were a really good hockey team back then. Your grandpa made you pay? No, but they're cheap (laughs) now and I can afford to go to them now, you know? But I just, I love hockey and to finally have a team in the Pacific Northwest perform that way and be as good as they were it it was just so exciting this year the way hockey has been
2: embraced i mean early success always makes it that much easier but the way the golden knights kicked down the door uh, and went to a stanley cup in year one and then the kraken in year two but the way that the fans have embraced hockey both out here and in vegas can we get a hockey team in portland can we just can we just do that we've got an arena somebody go out and uh start talking to uh the powers that be i know we want to have baseball here and i'm not saying that you have to do it at the detriment of that but let's go out and get an nhl team here you would have so many nhl fans so quickly Mm. in this city because i don't know that there's a better sport to watch live
1: well they were supposed to have a team paul allen said no paul allen's not here it's like his one misstep Uh, amen to that well I mean, in fairness, I mean that
2: yeah, there's a there's a, there's a few, but big, big asterisk there, <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean it's it 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 does make a difference when you can have a local team that you can root for. I remember going to Boston and being shocked because it was we went for a, a Red Sox game, mm-hmm. and we went out there in April, and the Celtics were playing great and top of the East or near the top of the East. Uh, you had uh, the the Red Sox getting started off, uh, and and of course the Red Sox we know are a big deal nationally as well as locally. Uh, but the biggest team and the biggest draw for everything the bees, dude, man they were crazy for it. Everywhere you looked, the the game was on or on replay or on hockey talk, and it was just the biggest thing going because people love love their hockey uh, locally and it's not the biggest national sport but it would
1: be a blast to have a hockey rivalry between mm-hmm. portland and seattle let's go the i5 rivalry and like you'd finally get it back from what it was like in basketball well the nba you know?
2: st- said that the- seattle will be the next expansion city but come on let's let's, let's not mm-hmm. wait for basketball let's get the hockey
1: going too right well and like you could have a cool name with it like the rose city whatever but, well you know the rosebuds are on the stanley cup That's right, because they
2: won one, right? Yeah, 1914, I'd have to look it up. But yeah, they've already won one, so uh, yeah, no, I think it'd be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, well, what what uh, what are your low lights uh, from uh, 2023? I'll give you a second to think about it. We'll wrap up the segment with the worst, and then uh, any predictions for the year to come. Uh, we're we're giving Will Ortner the reins on uh, predictions and lookbacks uh, to finish out the show. Uh, we'll do that next. This is uh, Dirt and Sprague, Luke and Will edition on 1080 The Fan on
1: 1080 The Fan.
2: So Portland Rosebuds won a 14 Pacific Coast Hockey Association tournament in 1915-16 season that set them up to challenge the Montreal Canadiens for the Stanley Cup. The championship series went the distance a full five games before Portland lost on the late goal by the Canadiens Goldie Progers. It marked hmm. the start of Montreal's hockey dynasty. Um, but somehow, they still put the Rosebuds on the cup. They wrote their names in, so it is on the Stanley Cup, but they didn't actually win anything.
1: So they got a participation trophy,
2: basically? Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, the first two American cities to have their name on there are Portland and Seattle. Well, that's pretty cool. Because that's so. right, because then the Steelhead or something win? Uh yeah, I don't know what the Seattle team was, but anyway, I was just trying to figure this out. So, uh let's see. Seattle Steelhead, that's a good name too. It's not as good as a Kraken, the Kra- the Kraken's pretty fantastic.
1: Yeah, it doesn't get much better.
2: Yeah. The uh <laughs> the first one they have on here is the 1718 if I look at the pro hockey uh the Stanley Cup winners. So, uh the the cup was passed around for a whole slew of different reasons, looks like. But, uh, yeah, the Toronto Arenas were on there uh, as the first one listed on uh, hockey reference. So, I don't know. But the Rosebuds are on there. I did see the Stanley Cup. It made a tour through Portland, actually right after we did the hunt for the host, years and years ago. And got to see it, and the first thing they point out is, there's the Rosebuds! There they are! There they are! Can't tell anything about it. Didn't know the story, but there you go. Uh, all right, so your favorite moment of the year was the Kraken's chase for the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. It fell a little bit short, but that was uh, pretty epic. Uh, what's your most disappointment? Most disappointing uh, moment of twenty twenty three? Mariners.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think me like fifty four percent of the fans here at ten eighty the fan are a little disappointed in the mariners. It just felt like you were finally building on a on a true winner, right? Like you have all these young stars, and and you actually got your owner to go out and trade for pitching. All of the young pitching stars that you have, they start off so slow. If they don't have one of the craziest stretches in July and August, yep. Well, they they're... have the best.
2: They had the best uh, month uh, for wins in franchise history in August. They won twenty-one games, right? And they have the record for the most wins in a season. So it's not a a piddly little franchise record. That's 21 wins they had uh, I think 3 or 4 months where they won 20 in uh, 2001. But yeah, they couldn't even couldn't even hang on to it. They they got to first place in the division only to relinquish it to the Rangers who go on to win the World Series.
1: Right. Right. Well, and and the other part that's frustrating about it is now you're in this off season where there's a bunch of free agents Doing and nothing. you can add to it and you're selling yes. for nothing. Yep.
2: Yeah, Jared Kelnick had a great start to the year. He broke his foot after a frustrating loss uh, and missed opportunity. He misses some time, and they ship
1: him out. Yeah, come on. And it seems like it's all just moved on for money. It's literally all yep. for money. Yep. How is that not a low light? Like you have sucked right? and you've been horrible. There is forever. one. There is one major
2: league baseball team that has never played for a World Series, and that's you. You have the record for the most wins in a regular season ever. You didn't even make it to the World Series. Invest in this team, people. Right. Uh, there was the the playoff atmosphere uh, in September when they were kind of making their their playoff push was awesome. And to sell now, yeah, I I, I have a hard time disagreeing with you on actually either of those. Um, so, what are you looking forward to most in twenty twenty four? Um, Sports wise, personal wise, whatever you want to share personal
1: wise. Well, no, I mean like but I
2: mean, you know, are you going to uh you know murder one of us that has a regular seat on one of these shows and take over? I will not. Your plan?
1: I will not be murdering. Well, that's um, fantastic. I can I can promise that no one will die am I <laughs> I look forward to not murdering anybody. That's something to look forward to. I look forward to you not murdering anybody. Uh, you know what? I I look forward to the to the 12 team playoff. I look forward to the draft. You know, that won't play until 2025. Uh, I know. That's why I, that's why. I'm Actually it kinda...
2: starts it starts December twentieth. I can't believe they're starting it so late. The championship game next right. year for college football will be January twentieth, twenty twenty five. Wow. Isn't that insane? Why wow. are they pushing it back? We have all this time in December. You could take over December. Nope.
1: Nope. Not going to. Nope. So I, I do look forward to the playoff and the chaos that is college football. I look forward to the draft. I look forward to like seeing who Seattle will get. Because I feel like Seattle has reached for the Seahawks. They've reached a point where kind of like the Blazers, where you're good enough to get in but you're not good enough to win a title. And that was what the Blazers were for so long for with Damian Lillard, yeah. right? How do you take the next step up? You go and draft a QB, and I feel Ooh. like this is the class the class to go and get one. Yeah. And I feel like there you're going to have an you're probably going to have a chance at three of those guys or you go and pick up an old name, please don't go get Russell Wilson. But if you have an opportunity to go pick up an older or one of the young guys, I don't I can see pros to all three options of the three that you would probably have a shot at between Nick's Penix and Daniels. So I could see a reason why you'd go with any of them. So that's fun. And then uh, personal life—I guess I should shout these people out. Um, <laughs> it would probably be the smart thing. It doesn't directly affect me, but we will be adding two uh, wonderful women into my family, and so I am very excited uh, about that. My my cousin is marrying uh, his lovely fiance Evelyn. Yeah, and then my brother is. Marrying his lovely fiance, uh, China. So I am very excited to have both of those women in our family.
2: Which wedding will you get drunker
1: and make a bigger fool of yourself at? Um, I think the option for that is probably my cousin. That's what I thought too. That would be my guess. I'm but in, I'm in the wedding, okay but I'm not like a main focal point.
2: Yeah, so th- th- this, is, this, this is going exactly where I thought it might go.
1: So what
2: you're saying is your expectation is at your cousin's you will be able to let loose a little bit more. You'll be able to uh, you know get a little crunk and uh, make a fool of yourself. So the correct answer is then your brother's wedding, where you'll try not to get too drunk, you'll try not to make a
1: fool of yourself, but you won't be able to help yourself. Yeah, but it's like, the best man, like, I got I to gotta, I gotta uh, hold it together. You yeah, know? I can't be, I yeah, can't be the see, best man who's acting a fool and being an I'll idiot. i bet you can. <laughs> if anyone can, it would be me. I have No one has a better ability than me to make a fool of myself. Well, you're the only one that has an option, uh,
2: at least uh, within your own self realm, uh, to make a fool of yourself is you. So I believe in you. I feel like you can ruin your brother's wedding. I believe in you.
1: I I think on the people who could ruin his wedding I think I'm one of the the bottom tiers Oh really I do I, I, know I, you, the, I know your entire, I the I know your
2: entire one... extended family listens to this show, so I can't wait for th- you to call them out. I
1: think the number one culprit would be the bride and the groom. Oh, really? <laughs>
2: How about that? That's an interesting way to do it. Well, they
1: wouldn't ruin it. Here's the thing: th- they're getting married. Like, there's no. <laughs> when I say ruin it, it wouldn't be like someone. You know, do you have anything? Yeah. You know to say or hold your peace. They will be married. Well, Unless something goes wild at
2: the bachelor or bachelorette party.
1: That that's there's no chance, okay,
2: all right, so they they're
1: making it to their no uh, they're making it to the altar. It's how many beverages they have. <laughs> I have been to a a wedding of a friend of mine's look man the, the bride she did a great job,
2: yeah, husband you know what sometimes sometimes it happens, yeah, we there's a father of a bride at a wedding that I was at, and he goes. Um, I don't know. What uh, I don't I don't have a lot of drinks. What uh, What should I have? Um. Oh, I know. I've uh, I think I've had a Long Island iced tea before. Can I have one of those? And uh, three of those later. It was uh, all right. Let's make sure that we find a chair for this uh, this man. Let's make sure we get him some water. Uh, a figure of, this A man. lot of babysitting going on yeah. when you're marrying off your daughter. Not a good time to. Let me see if I remember how good Long Island Ice Teas are. So, All right. Well, uh, I'm doing one more show tomorrow. So if you want to join us for the Synod and Saint 9 to 11 tomorrow, uh, you can do so. We'll do our uh, year in review and uh, you know generally fart around like we normally do. It should be a blast. Plenty of bowl games this weekend on the fan on 9-10. Make sure you listen to those. And then, of course, uh, Monday will be all-day Ducks game day and then right into the college football playoffs. So it's going to be a great weekend of college football. Will, thank you very much. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to everybody listening. For now, we're done. Bye-bye.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?